Hello, and welcome to the L&D Forecast Podcast, a show about learning and development, and training, and performance, and people, and maybe even the future. I'm your host, Emily Sheets. Hello, forecasters. I am so excited to bring you this episode. It has it all. There's a song from Mark Ronson, a well-worn adage, L&D tips, By the way, you can also read a version of this episode on Medium. There's a link to it in the description. Enjoy! There is an old home movie of me. It's a little grainy and shockingly low-def to my current eyes so used to a 4K world. But the character in the story is clear. I'm a fresh five-year-old with little blue shorts and a white shirt. My brown hair is up in a ponytail, and I have an adorable, determined look on my face. Mixed in with the termination, though, is a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of, what if I fall? There are some kids from the neighborhood who are cheering me on, but the real hero is my stepdad, Russ. He's the one teaching me how to ride the bike. Do you remember who taught you how to ride a bike? I bet you do. When I watch the video, though, I'm struck by the fact that he's not really teaching me. He's simply reassuring me by saying phrases like, don't worry, you won't fall, and pedal, pedal and holding the back of my seat until he can feel I have my balance. After a few false starts, I got it. You can hear my stepdad and the camera operator, my mom, cheering me on as I fly down the road and out of the frame, zooming into my future as a big kid who knows how to ride a bike. L&D Lesson 1. When teaching a muscle memory task, there is no teaching, only reassuring. Can you imagine if my stepdad had made me read an entire book about the human mechanics of riding a bicycle. The only pre-work I did before getting onto the bike was observing other kids ride bikes and not die, riding a tricycle and using training wheels. After that, I had to just get on the dang bike and try. Don't bog down learners in pre-work that isn't necessary. Give them the training wheels, then let them fly. It's like riding a bike. Everyone has heard this phrase, and it's a simile that basically means, now that you know how to do it, you'll know how to do it forever, otherwise known as muscle memory. I found this phrase to be literally true when I rode a bike for the first time in about 10 years when I was 26. I was with a friend of mine, and I hopped on his extra bike and felt freedom. After so many years of walking, it was like riding on a magic carpet through the city. We rode some neighborhood streets in Philadelphia to our other friends' houses, and I felt like a kid all over again. I bought a sweet new bike and rode it all over town. Spring turned to summer, and I took classes on basic bike safety and maintenance. Aha! Let's pause here for our second L&D lesson. Perhaps the phrase, it's like riding a bike, is not so straightforward after all. Sure, I remembered how to ride, but I lacked the knowledge that would keep me safe on city streets, and what to do if I got a flat tire. So I took the free classes offered by the local bike shop, and I expanded my knowledge because my goals were different. L&D Lesson 2. Start with base-level knowledge and expand when the goal or need changes. One day after dinner downtown, I was riding my bike back to my place. It was drizzling, and a summer storm was definitely on the way. The rain got heavier and heavier, and thunder rumbled in the distance. 
I was only a couple minutes away from my house, approaching a major intersection, when my tire got caught in some trolley tracks and I flew over the handlebars and smacked my helmeted head into the pavement. Smack. A flash of black, then lights, and a ringing in my ears. I wobbled and tried to get up and out of the road. I was still unsteady when a good Samaritan rushed to help me. He made sure I knew my own name, the president's name, and then he popped my chain back on my bike and made sure I was okay as I rode off. I rode home concussed, although I didn't know it at the time. After the concussion ER visit, I stayed off my bike for a while. The following spring, I was back on my bike, but only on sunny days and paved bike trails. L&D Lesson 3. If you fail or fall, get back up and try again. Sure, this is true in life, but it also applies to learning. Sometimes we fail at something and never want to do it again because we must not be good at it. That's nonsense. Failing is a part of learning. If you don't totally fail at a thing, then you're probably not actually learning something new. I will never be Lance Armstrong. Or, to use a less controversial and less famous but legendary cyclist, I will never be Marianne Voss. But how would someone like Marianne Voss view this phrase, it's like riding a bike? With her expertise and skill level, I imagine it's quite different. Sure, she knows how to ride a bike and will probably never forget how to ride a bike, but she's so good at riding a bike that she's world class. What did her learning look like? Her story begins similar to mine with the simple act of riding a bike for the first time, but that's where our paths diverge. She began training almost immediately at the age of six and competed for the first time at eight. L&D Lesson 4. Competition can push you to go further in training and knowledge. Professional cyclists ride bicycles, a lot, but they also understand the science of cycling with aerodynamics and drafting, so even though cycling is a physical thing, there's quite a bit of science and data that goes into being excellent at riding a bike. What about our friends, the BMX bikers, like the legendary Matt Hoffman? What does he think when he hears the phrase, it's like riding a bike? I'll bet he laughs at the phrase while he's receiving his Guinness World Record medal for highest air achieved on a 24-foot quarter pipe. What separates Matt Hoffman from Marianne Voss? They're both technically riding bikes, but this, of course, is where specialization comes in. One of the things that separates the two is community of practice. I imagine that Matt's professional friends are quite different from Marianne's. L&D Lesson 5. Specialization requires unique communities of practice. In order to stay sharp and continue to grow in your field, you have to be around others like you. My area of specialization is L&D, so I stay connected to my community of practice by attending conferences, interviewing guests on my podcast, grabbing lunch with colleagues, and reading blogs. I can't imagine my life without doing these things. My knowledge would feel so stale and boring. There's nothing like attending a conference to get re-energized and be reminded of why you do what you do. You have to be around like-minded and like-practice people because they're the only teachers you have left. When you go deep into your spe specialization, you're likely qualified to be the teacher. And so you share knowledge, stories, and ideas with one another. It's a wonderful thing. So the next time you ride a bike, remember all the learning that went into the moment as you fly down the path. And of course, remember to wear a helmet to protect that beautiful, knowledge-filled brain. Thanks for listening.